it's your girl Kara coming at you almost live from our home here in the city of trees. Voice baby. Hi, Dusty. Hi. Remember me? I do. I feel like you've done that intro before. Remember me? Oh, um. Maybe in a few Yeah, it ago. sounds like something I would say over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. So maybe it's just part of the intro now. I guess so. Remember me? Yes, I do. Because it's funny on multiple levels because we're talking and we're coming back to the podcast. So I'm reintroducing myself to you on the podcast. But we also like live together and see each other most minutes of the day. Yeah. Until school starts. And then I don't see you as often. Yeah. During the day. Yeah. Then we get back to, you know. Schedule. Are you ready to get back to? Yeah, I am. You're tired of being around the house? No, I just, I operate better with a, like a, a schedule and without a schedule, I tend to, uh, revert back to laziness. You haven't been lazy. No, but I mean, that's my natural state. I feel like. I don't think your natural state is lazy. Well, thank you. Um, but I, I am ready to get back and do the things that I love, which are molding the minds and the lives of the future. Whoa. And also teaching. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah. I see what she did there. Well, yeah, I so wanted to say one quick thing. I wanted to give a quick plug. Nobody's asked me to plug this because I nobody asked me to do anything really. But that's not true. We saw the Barbie movie last night. Yes, we went on a date night. We went. We on had a date wonderful night. tacos at Matador. Matador, do not sleep on Matador. They got some great Baja fish tacos. Happy hour. It was great. Yeah. And then we went and saw the Barbie movie and it was excellent. I recommend everyone go see it. I think it's appropriate for kids. It's not a kid's movie, but I don't know that Jonah would have got it. He's our youngest son. No, I don't think so. He's 11. Yeah. He's 11. Nope. He's, yeah, he's 11. (laughs) And I don't think he would have got the nuances of it. Doesn't mean he wouldn't have enjoyed it, but Ezra's going to see it on Monday. And I think he'll definitely get it all. And I think it'll be a good film for him. Too. I'll be anxious to to get his take on it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I laughed. I LOL'd. Jeez. You LOL'd for sure. I LOL'd. The music was wonderful. Wonderful. And there were multiple scenes that were fairly serious, like introspective, thoughtful, like makes you think. And I've been listening to the Barbie movie soundtrack today because it's wonderful. Yeah. And it has quite the groove and we've been listening to it in the car, but I am disappointed that the Indigo Girls song is not on the soundtrack. It doesn't. Yeah, we thought it would be on there. Yeah, because they sing it multiple times. What about Push? The match Is it Matchbox 20? No, that's not on there either. Okay. Yeah, what about now? How does the Ken, the, the Ken song translate to just driving in the car? Um, I mean, so it, the one that Ryan Gosling sings, yeah. that song. So that's on the soundtrack for sure. And I was like, oh, Ezra, we're driving the car. Listen to this song. He, this is Ryan Gosling sings it. Number one, I had to explain who Ryan Gosling was. I was like, he's in the notebook. Another he's movie, on the, please. <laughs> he was on Mickey Mouse Club with Justin Timberlake. No, I don't think he got it. But um, no, it doesn't sound like a pop song. It sounds like a song from the movie. So it's not going to be a radio hit. No, but it was it was entertaining and fun. Yeah, it's, I'd recommend people go see it for sure. Yeah, and I'd like to see Oppenheimer too. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
also. And I'd also like to see Mission Impossible Part 7, Part 1. We saw, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the one of the Mission Impossibles when we were in Hollywood after a Jamie Cullen concert. Remember that? We're at like the Chinese. Oh, yeah, the, we did. The, the Intamin theater. theater. Yeah. And it was great, except I remember in that theater, it was so loud and very intense for me. I don't know why. Did you throw up in the bathroom at that theater? Oh, I might have. <laughs> That's all I, I think remember. I was a little bit sick from the night before, but yeah. But I think that that movie was super intense. So if you're going to go see it, be prepared. It's like be action prepared. nonstop and yeah. loud noises. Yeah. and But I do want to see it. And Tom Cruise does all of his own acting. Yes, he does. <laughs> and his own stunts. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, we haven't had uh, a, a podcast since we first started talking about the Carly Russell story. And when we were first talking about it, it was like, unfolding as it was happening. And just a little refresher, Carly Russell is a woman in Alabama. She said she saw a toddler on the side of the road pulled over to help her. And like, while she's calling 911 and her family, she's like kidnapped and then gone for a couple of days. And then when we last left off, she, she had been found. She had, she had one day just like knocked on her parents' door. She did by the la the last time we did that. Yeah, it had been but, two days, and they had, she had knocked on her parents' door. But we had no information, zero information at that point. No, at that by that point, I mean a lot of people. What had been released was like her boyfriend was saying like she was fighting for her life while she was kidnapped and that kind of stuff. But there was a lot of skept skepticism. Yeah, but it wasn't. What do you call it? founded? It wasn't um, yeah. Well, we were, I think we commented on like Balloon Boy, like the big hoax. Oh, yeah. And we we're like, oh, I wonder if this is a hoax, kind of like that. Well, it, it turns out, as everybody has heard, it was a hoax. We were right. She allegedly, you know, she has is facing charges. So we'll say allegedly, she had gotten to a scuffle, not a scuffle, that sounds like it was physical. She got into an argument with her boyfriend. And then in wanted to show him or like play a trick on him to see like, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And then planned this whole fake kidnapping scheme where she actually just rented a room at a hotel and stayed there for a couple of days. Oh, really? Yeah. Under a different name, I hope. I don't know. I don't know those <laughs> details. I mean, this the sucky thing about this, besides it being fake and a lot of like police resources were used for this. I mean, the true victims are her own family who were scared out of their mind because they believed it. Probably her boyfriend. I would say those are the victims in this, not well, the public. Yeah, they were, we were victims because <laughs> they, they like, yeah, we trust her, we trust her. And then it's not like you have to eat crow, but it's still like, you trust your family and then all of a sudden it comes out as a hoax and you look not like an idiot, but you still want to trust your family, right? So that's embarrassing for them. And Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I think the sucky part of this is that we all love these Netflix documentaries that come out. And this would have made up like a perfect one had we never heard about it. 
like this would be a great one where there's the twist at the end and she wasn't actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that now, sucks that we all don't get to see this as a documentary and watch it unfold. Now, there were a bunch of people posting online at that time, right? About like raising awareness of her, like she should be getting coverage that everyone should be looking for this lady. And now it all turned out to be fake. How do you think people took it that they were like on the front edge? Like we need to be bringing awareness to, to this kidnapping. And, and then it was a hoax. Oh, I mean, that sucks for sure. But I don't know. What are you going to do? We can't do anything. So what I did wanted to point out and we'll put it, maybe I'll put it on the Instagram. She took the most wonderful mugshot. I have ever seen. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Oh, man. You should look it up if you can. Oh, I can. Just look up Carly Russell mugshot and you'll be like, dang, is that like, it's better than the passport photo I just took. That's for sure. Are you looking? I am. Dusty, you have to, you have to type it into Google. Uh, What do you, you, um, mugshot, mugshot. That's what I call it. Damn, she's smiling and happy. I know she looks great, and she's got a beautifully photogenic. Like she is a good. That is a good picture. Yeah, that would be like on like a good Facebook or Instagram profile picture. Yeah, wonderful picture. So Harley, that's, that's her ex boyfriend now came oh, out yeah. and and wrote what I thought was a very good. Uh, response to a lot of what was going on oh, after yeah? he found out. Did you read it? No. Will you read it for us? If I can find it. I if was going to say, can... why don't you act it out with us? Probably rude. No, I won't do that. But if you can um, maybe continue talking about stuff, I will I will look it up and read you maybe maybe the only the hits, you know? Well, like I mean, how long could a stuff. statement be? I feel like statements these days are like just long enough to be put as like on an Instagram post. Not very oh. long these days. Yeah, I won't read the whole thing. Okay, let's hear it. Let's see here. Uh, it said, Carly's actions created hurt, confusion, and dishonesty. Mm. I was made aware of the false narrative after coming to the defense of my ex, Carly Russell, myself and my family's nature, was to react in love and genuine concern. We are disgusted for the outcome of this entire situation. I feel strongly... Or I strongly feel exactly like you all, blindsided with Carly's actions. I was straight tunnel vision, even when I would get on social media and all my downtime and see some of the false allegations and assumptions about me having something to do with it Mm. uh, would have me discouraged at times, but I didn't give up and I kept my faith. So he's, he's... I thought that was a good response. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely making it clear like he doesn't want anything to do with her anymore. Yeah. I, I don't think the the thing worked. The the hoax worked. She sure showed him. She sure showed him to get the heck out of that relationship. <laughs> yeah. But she did take a wonderful... Yeah. You should put that on Instagram. It's a wonderful picture. Yeah. Well, I I... She's what you said. She's still pending charges for what yeah, like, like false she was, report. Yeah, just two misdemeanors: filing, like reporting a false incident, and filing a you I, know like two types of ch- 
charges like that. I think that's important so that people don't like, oh, I'll do it too. She did look up, uh, what was it? She looked up, do like, you have to pay for an Amber Alert if it goes out? It was one of the things her computer search was for before she took off. And I don't think an Amber Alert ever went out for her. No, because her name's Carly. Not like I would know. We don't get those ones over here, but. Also true. So maybe there was an Amber Alert. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think she faces just fines for the misdemeanors, like up to $6,000 each, which they'll probably give her the the full extent because of the resources that were wasted. Yeah. But the main victims, her parents, her family. Gosh, it sucks. It's terrible. Um, I also wanted to talk about something else that we both saw in the news. And then also Becca, shout out Becca, sent us um, a text that said, hey, you should talk about this. Recently there was a search warrant executed in the Tupac Shakur murder case. Now you're thinking Tupac Shakur, that name sound familiar. Yeah, it's familiar. He was killed like almost 27 years ago. Yeah, but an amazing rapper. California. He was a great rapper and he was an actor. And yes, above the rim, juice. Oh yeah, juice. Mm-hmm. And and he was, you know, associated with that West Coast rap that had been feuding with the East Coast rap. Death Row. And he went to a boxing match in Vegas, one of those big ones. And as he was leaving, he got into a a kerfuffle. Oh yeah. And then in, got in in the was it Caesars? No, it was not Caesars. Although I did tell you that earlier. Yeah, you did tell me that. Was it Caesars? Well, that's what I thought. Uh, that's okay. okay. It, it, in one of those Vegas uh, clubs. Then the he street. got into a car, like sped away, but then like got shot up in his car and died. Yes. And they have never convicted anybody of his murder, although there were tons of witnesses of the kerfuffle that happened in the casino before he left. Video. Video. Now, if this was modern day, like everybody would have a cell phone video of this situation. Um, and actually, the people on TikTok would have solved this crime. But nobody was ever convicted, although there was like a main suspect that ev- eventually died in like gang violence. But MGM Grand. MGM Grand. I knew that. We've stayed there multiple times. Yes. That's where the the fight was that night. Okay, and an, yeah, they have that big. And an incident um, between Tupac and and his gang and another individual. Yeah. So that's where it went down. Oh, he was also in Poetic Justice with Janet oh, yeah, Jackson. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it was wonderful. Her name was Justice. Justice. If that makes sense. Um, he was shot four times from a white Cadillac. And all I remember from that time is they're like, it's Las Vegas. There's nowhere to go. You can't escape. Like there's videos, there's police officers everywhere. And they never closed the case. Never closed the case. And here we are 27 years later and a search warrant is executed for a home in Henderson, which is a suburb of Las Vegas. My first thought is what, what possibly could still be around 27 years later that they think they need a search warrant for. Said they were looking for laptops and other electronic devices of a guy that was 
allegedly in the car that perpetrated the drive-by. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I mean, those computers definitely don't run after 27 years. Well, it sounded to me like they were looking for stuff that he's recently said that has been recorded. But in the article I was reading, it also said that he'd kind of cooperated with police and has said stuff anyways. So I'm like, well, why would you need a search warrant? If he's cooperating with police, why wouldn't he just like give that stuff over? I just- Yeah, they said he claimed he was involved in the shooting, this Keith D, Keith this D. Dwayne Keith Davis, but later gave police details about the case under a limited non-prosecution agreement. His nephew- yeah, was the guy that was the him. one. And and in this article, I think I read this to you. I oh, the director of the docuseries Dear Mama, which is on Apple TV right now, said in the community, as we know, and in the streets, there was never a mystery about who killed Tupac. Yeah. Everyone knew it was that guy. That yeah. Las Vegas didn't just couldn't close the case. Well, not even close. Yeah. I mean, I think it's disappointing that they could never do anything, yeah. even though it was kind of an open secret who did it. Yeah. And now they executed a search warrant, even though they had an agreement with this guy. So weird. I don't know if they, if they ever found anything, well, if they could even file charges because the person who probably did it is dead. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to find is this closure. Too little too late. I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, But. That was interesting to see that out of the blue. I didn't expect in the year 2023, year of our Lord, that we would see something about a search warrant. No, the only thing I was expecting is that he was going to reappear from Cuba. Because that was one of the big conspiracies is that he had faked his death, gone to Cuba. And I was like, well, maybe he'll come back. Well, well if he, he'd be like 52 now. Yeah. He... Still crushing the game, though. I oh, yeah. Like Snoop, you know? With like 20 CDs ready to go. CDs. Not CDs. <laughs> 20 album <Snoop>. releases. <laughs> Speaking of album releases, on Friday, the much-anticipated album of Travis Scott was released. And this album, he hasn't had one released since his big incident at Astroworld, which we'll talk about. But he, everybody's been like waiting for this album and to create like some like low-key publicity. He's like had a briefcase that he's been carrying around or a security guard has been carrying around with like the name of the album on the briefcase and then like a big chain. Like like handcuffed? Like handcuffed chain to it. Like, you know, it's so secret and stuff. So that's like the low-key publicity he's been doing. But I that's think- That's pretty good. They're trying to, or they're saying that this record was is going to break a lot of like- Records. Selling. Yeah, records. So we'll see. I'm not, I don't know a ton of Travis Scott songs because I'm an old person, but he is very big. And with the youths of today. With the youths. Ezra and Jonah both like his music. So they're cool. Um, but on Friday also, it was announced that the grand jury was not going to file charges against Travis Scott and his like, uh, people, his business. Like his production yeah, of Yeah, like the people associated specifically with him because of the Astroworld incident. Now, the Astroworld is this festival that Travis Scott puts on and it's in Houston where he's from and it's um, a big music concert and they had thousands and thousands and thousands of 
people attend the concert. And when Travis Scott was playing, there was, what did they call it? A crowd surge? Yeah, a surge. Not quite a stampede, but a a surge of push. And if you've ever been in like punk shows or whatever, when there's a push from the back, it ripples all the way to the front and the people in the front just get crushed. Yeah. And you can't, like you have to kind of move with the crowd. And And I think that's what it was. Yeah. 10 people ended up dying. Because they were, they fell, couldn't get back up. Um, I think actually most of it, they died of like asphyxiation. Like you can't even move your chest to breathe. Right. And probably Which, on the dirt, I doubt it was asphalt. Like, yeah, it's probably dusty. And yeah, you yeah. couldn't get up and you, yeah, lost your breath and suffocated. So it was really sad. And there was a lot of criticism for Travis Scott that he could see this happening and he didn't stop his show. And that he didn't, his crew didn't take, or the production company didn't take enough precautions. Now, um, there was also speculation too from, from the other side that actually the Houston PD that were there didn't do enough because there was video of them um, buying merch. and <laughs> During the show? Yeah, during the show. Oh my gosh. And like on their phones recording it. And so it's, it's like nobody really saw enough to take action. Now, when Travis Scott was alerted that there was a major problem he did stop the show. So, um, he, I don't know that he's been cleared, but the grand jury isn't going to file charges. So he and his group are not going to be criminally responsible. Yeah. Prosecuted, but there are lawsuits and I'm sure those will get settled. Yeah. The, I I don't think even from the stage, we saw Taylor Swift kind of do that with the security guard. Well, I specifically saw Taylor Swift, but not, yes, you did, but not the, the episode when she was like, she's okay. She's not doing anything. Yeah. Like sometimes artists can see that, but at astral world, there's so many lights. It's, it, it's dark. And when the crowd is surging like that, there's no way he can see. And there's no way that one security guard can stop 5,000 people or more uh, I think from surging. It was a huge crowd. Yeah. It's, I, I believe it's way more than five to 10,000 people. Yeah. And I once that say, happens, you can't do it. Yeah. Uh, more than 50,000. So yeah. That's the crowds. And that's one thing I guess I like about like punk shows is everyone's really looking out for each other. So if someone falls in the pit or whatever, they pick them up. I don't know if you have that in Astro world. Like you're just surging. And if someone yeah. falls and you can't see them and you can't get to them, it's n- nothing a security guard can do to yeah. help that and, well, situation. And there's honestly nothing you're even your friend could probably do. No, because you're surged and yeah. you probably get pushed 10, 15 feet forward and you can't get to your friend. So what I heard after all this, because there was a lot of, this was during TikTok, so I got all the news. But what you're yes, supposed you to do in a situation like that is put like your hands over your, like cross your hands over your chest. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, like the, the love sign because it protects your chest so that you can like inhale and exhale so it doesn't get, smushed. Unless you have people laying on top of you, then that doesn't help you much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is yes. just specifically for the surge. I would think that you would want to like fetal position on your side because then it might crush you from the like I don't think the people side. were falling. They were getting crushed standing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought they fell no, and got no. kind of trampled and pushed down no, like they, people on top I of you. I think a lot of it was the surge and then they couldn't breathe. Because oh. they were 
I still don't think security could do much, but no, your no. your point is much better. You're yeah. crossing your arms and trying to stand up and because you want to push out and kind of keep your bearings, but you're right. Yeah, on. I'm just probably not going to let my kids go to a concert like that. Not no. like a rap concert, but just that many people. No, and if so, there would be very specific mission. directions of you will not be down in the pit. Like you will be on the outskirts yeah. where you can move away. Oh, yeah, that's so scary. It and is. That type of concert isn't even like appealing to me. Just like outside, hot, all those people. No. I'm more of a like a 75 degree. That's where we in, saw in my own in my own like seat. Yeah. We saw Charlie seat. Crockett like that the other night. We had assigned seats. It was very chill. Well it was cool inside. No, it was not chill. Oh. It was not you guys. It there was, was not chill. We almost saw crime take place. Yeah, at a Charlie Crockett. Now, do you want to explain or do you want me to? Well, I was closest to it because it <laughs> was you were sitting the next, to me. next to me. Now there was an aisle in between us and the incident, but yes. there was a couple ladies and they were like dancing and being wild, but not like super wild. These were women in their forties. So it wasn't like and Charlie, we're at a concert. Charlie so. Crockett's kind of an outlaw, very cool um, country artist. Yeah. Very chill. Yeah. So all I remember is like two thirds of the way into the concert this lady who was sitting across the aisle for me brings a security guard and points to the ladies in front of her, like, do something about this. And then the security guard's like, oh, kind of throws his hands up. He was an older guy, so I don't know what she was expecting him to do. And the other ladies were quite older in front of her. Yeah, I mean, they were like in their 60s or upper 50s. Oh, you, th you think they were high higher than the 60s? I think they were in their 70s. No, I don't think they were in their 70s. Well... Anywho, keep going. <laughs> and so then she went back and got like somebody more in charge, like uh, the manager of the place. And she was basically telling that lady, kick this lady in front of me out. She touched me. She touched, she kept saying she touched me. And the lady was not even like pretending to hear these real. So I don't even know what happened. She was the, the lady who was upset, was obviously very upset that somebody had touched her. I think she'd had, been overserved. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. So, um, at one point you left because you had to leave a few songs early because you were in the queue to get Taylor tickets. Your phone was at like 8% and you wanted to not lose yeah, the yeah, extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you left Jason and I watched the last ones. And what had been happening is these older women in front of this lady and her, her friend, had turned around and told this lady to be quiet at a concert. Hmm. And I think she just kept talking or singing or whatever. And then I believe the lady touched her like, hey, be quiet. To which the lady was like, don't touch me. Yeah. And that fired her up. And then she was kept saying, you're too loud. Be quiet. And kept like kind of touching her, which I think old people don't really understand that you can't do that anymore. Yeah. You can't touch people. Um, side note, someone did that to Ezra at like a Boise State basketball game and I almost came unglued on the guy. I was like, yeah. don't touch my son. Anyways, so Jason and I finish and I look at this lady and she's eyeballing this old lady in front of her. And I'm like, Jay, it's going down. Like it's going down. We're following these ladies. And so <laughs> we watch, we step out in the aisle. She watches this lady. That lady goes kind of to the far side and she steps up next to us. 
And she's just mean mucking her the whole way out. And I'm telling Jason, I'm like, I'm recording this. <laughs> We're and gonna she, see some old She actually fight. runs into a few people because she's mean mugging this lady and steps in and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm and so the sorry. other lady's trying to actively avoid her. Yeah, she's trying to get out. Well, we get up to where the lady has gone right out the door and this this other lady can either go straight and just let it alone or hang a right and go confront her. Well, what does she do? She hangs it right. And I told Jason, whoop, let's go. <laughs> so I get my phone out because this is going to go down. And we proceed to go outside and she goes right to that lady. And she was still very upset. At one point she was crying. Yeah. And she proceeds to basically go out and say, um, it's because I'm black and you're telling me that I'm too loud. And she took offense to that, which she can she had her reasons or whatever. And this lady was like, oh, it's not a big deal. And she's like, that was really inappropriate. Da, 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 da. And then her friend was like, you guys ruined our night. And then the other lady goes back. Well, you didn't ruin it. You were just terrible people. And, and so I, I recorded that so I could show you. Well, actually, should we post it? No, I don't want to post that because I think I already deleted it from oh, my phone. Dang it. Um, dang it. But it was just another example of someone said something. Another person was offended by it. And it led to this big confrontation that was some yelling from one lady. And then they parted ways. No fists were flying. Unfortunately. unfortunately. I was ready to jump in and be like, hey, ladies, let's calm down. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Ladies, you don't have to fight over me. I wouldn't have said that. But I was prepared to step in. Well, in between were you though? Because you had your, cam- your phone pointed at them. Oh, yeah. I would have gone in with the phone, obviously. <laughs> please, and said, ladies, ladies, let's enjoy our nights. Let's let's shake hands. And no, she was pretty mad. But yeah. Charlie was a great concert. And then the yeah, next night you went to uh, Taylor. Did you see any kerfuffles at Taylor Swift? No. Oh, not really. Just, you know, outside the stadium, there are those people that have the big signs. And one of the signs said, ask me why you deserve to burn in hell. And they had the big speakers and they're yelling Bible verses and stuff. So Ouch. people so people got pretty heated about that. That was the only kerfuffle. But it wasn't really Taylor Swift related. It was like that probably could have happened at any. Yeah. When you have event. some people saying you're going to hell and other people don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a kerfuffle. But but Taylor, nothing inside. You said oh, it was pretty no, tame. It was and- all love. All love. Friendship bracelets and love. Oh, friendship bracelets and love. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, anyways, this has been a fun episode, Dusty. Thanks for talking with me. You're welcome. On I, these microphones. I always enjoy talking with you. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, we will talk to you all later. Thank you for listening. See ya. <laughs>